Welcome to Dental Assistant Nation, powered by Ignite DA. This podcast is designed to empower, enlighten, and educate dental assistants, helping them have a more fulfilling career and enjoy their day more. Join us as we tackle some of the hottest topics in dental assisting. Now, here's your host, Ignite DA co-founder, Kevin Henry. Assistant Nation podcast, powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I'm the co-founder of Ignite DA and so glad that you're taking time out of your busy schedule to join us for what's going to be a great, great podcast today. I have two of my friends in the dental industry, two friends who care about dental assistance and care about your success as well. And that is Missy Fryer and Mary Beth Bajornis from Buckeye Dental Productions. How are you all doing today? Great. How are you? Doing great. Thank you. It is all good. Uh, Colorado talking to Ohio today. So super excited about that. And I would love uh, if you both would just kind of introduce yourself and maybe talk about how you got into dentistry a little bit. And then we're going to dive into what we're going to talk about today. So I, um, this is Missy here talking. Um, I've been in dentistry for 22 years. I own a practice with my husband. Um, And one of the things we're going to talk about today is when um, I began my dental career, I was basically thrown into it out of necessity and had no idea what I was doing for a very long time. Spent about the first year crying in the bathroom every day at lunch because I didn't know what I was doing and I felt overwhelmed, but I was determined to figure it out and to not quit. Um, I told myself back then I would stick with dentistry for a year and then I could give myself permission to leave. That was 22 years ago and I stayed with it and I totally love it and I wouldn't be doing anything else. Um, so that's my story. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> and Mary okay. Beth, you? Yeah, go for it. Uh, this is Mary Beth. I have been in dentistry for about 18 years. Um, my background is admin. I ran three dental practices um, before my husband and I had our youngest daughter three and a half months early. And that began my journey of um, virtual assisting. And now um, I have my company, Dental Support Specialties, and we provide admin support to dental practices across the U.S. And Missy and I came together. Uh, we met through social media. We always joke that we are like soul sisters, truly, because there's so much of each other that we are each other. Yeah, it's kind of and, scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had an idea one day. I have um, planners for everything in my life. And I thought, why is there not something like this for every type of dental position. So I called Missy and was like, we need to take our experience because we've both struggled in our respective positions because we didn't have the tools needed to be as successful as we could have been. Right. So, uh, so we, Mary Beth and I together and, and things have just grown and changed so much for, for Buckeye Dental Productions, but we, you know, again, we have so much in common. We said, we were both thrown into this job a long time ago and we've figured things out. We've learned a lot of things along the way. We need to share this information with people. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have to go through what we went through. And we know that offices aren't always very good at giving um, employees, especially new employees, 
proper training materials, proper guidance, a whole system to, to onboard their new, their new employees. So we, you know, we set out to change that. And that's what, that's what we've, that's what we've done with our survival guide series. And, and I will vouch for it. It's a great, great resource. And, and we're going to talk about that a little bit at the end of this podcast, but certainly dental assistance, this is something that you all need to know about, something that you need to know exists to help you. But today, let's focus on a couple of things that we talked about even before we went on the air here. And one of those things is what the three of us see so often in these Facebook forums. And, and I, we hear whenever we're out there talking to assistants, and it's that time when an assistant is thrown into something or asked to do something in the practice and he or she's looking like, I don't know what to do. I don't even know where to start with that, but they're expected to do it. And I know you all have had some real life experience with this as well. And would love for you to just kind of share some knowledge and some tips about what assistants should do when they're in that situation. Well, I think that, you know, my own struggles with that were, you know, I literally, my first day on the job, my, my training was like 20 minutes before the first patient arrived. And I, I did not know the difference between like a molar and a canine. Like I had no formal dental assisting education. I just was like thrown into this position and I fumbled my way through things and it was frustrating for me, but I'm sure it was frustrating for the doctor and the patient. And I didn't have you know, any tools, any written protocols, any videos. This was also back like in the 90s where I couldn't just jump on like YouTube and try to figure out a procedure or something. Um, so I really had, you know, nothing, nothing at all to go on. And as the years tick by and I realized, you know, as our practice grew and as I started to figure things out, I realized that if I wanted you know, I wasn't alone. We were hiring people and sort of doing the same thing with them, throwing them in, not giving them training. And then I would, you know, I would kind of, as the years went by, I would think, well, you know, we're just not hiring the right assistants. They don't know what to do. And I was sort of blaming the assistants for that. But then I realized that it was really came down to how we were training new assistants. And I had to remember what I felt like when I was thrown into the position. And just because, you know, 10 years had gone by and I figured it out doesn't mean that everyone else figured it out either. So I realized that I had to, to, to make some changes and to take better care of them, especially in the beginning to make sure they knew what they were doing. And I wanted to do it in a way I, I wanted our environment to be such that if we did lose someone that I wasn't just hiring a warm body. I was hiring someone with potential, someone who wanted to learn, someone who's willing to put in the work and someone that we could create a fantastic career for. But that's not easy to do. And that's not, unfortunately, what most practices do today. You know, it's 2019 and practice is way different today than it was when I first started. Um, we cannot survive just doing fillings and extractions on people. Our business, I, I, I've seen what's happened in our business over the years. And even for us to, you know, our, our practice wouldn't be as successful as it is if we were still doing those things. We have to do more. Well, that means we all have to do more. That means our team has to do more. That means their skills have to be higher, um, you know, from, from month to month to year to year. I cannot give people raises comfortably if our business is staying the same. Right. Um, so what I have seen, and, and now these days with all these, you know, 
the, the, the sort of the threat of the private practice maybe not existing in the future, you know, with all of the talk of, you know, are there going to be DSOs, you know, is that just what the future is going to be, whatever the case is. But I have to look at my practice like we have to just be better than everyone else on the street. I have to, we have to produce more. Everyone has to be able to do more. And I want to reward our team members, but they have to be able to do these things. And um, I think that that expectation is raised, especially for practices like mine. The expectation is raised. So I've got to bring all of our people up to that bar, right? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of offices have a similar expectation, but where the disconnect is, is they're not bringing their team members up to that level because they don't have time or they throw in a warm body and they don't train them. And then everyone's frustrated and the assistant quits and tries to find something better somewhere else. So, um, you know, for us, it, for Mary Beth and I, it became this thing where we could see some of these, you know, these vicious cycles happening and over and over again, people, um, being hired for jobs, not being trained properly, getting frustrated and quitting. And then that office is just looking for someone over and over again. But, you know, it's been our experience that we, we as managers and owners just have to do better, um, you know, for our team members. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, okay. So let me, let me, I, and I agree with you 100%. You know, I, I think that there's a lot of responsibility to go around whenever it comes to training and making sure that everybody in the practice is moving forward to, together. So if, if I'm a dental assistant and I'm, you know, I don't feel like that I'm being brought along and I feel like that, you know, I'm not given the opportunity to kind of prove myself so I can hopefully get that raise and can hopefully move my career forward. What's the advice that you all would give to that assistant on maybe having a conversation or whatever it is to kind of break the ice a little bit and, and let their frustrations be known? Mary Beth, do you want to answer or do you want me to do it? <laughs> I'll let you do it on that. It's just this, this part, yes. Well, I think that the communication, so I think the communication and the leadership of the practice is key. So what we run into a lot are offices who will complain about their team members not doing this or that, or you'll see it all the time on social media. You'll see, oh, yeah. you know, there was just a discussion that I saw the other day in a group where someone said that their front desk team members won't send out newsletters through patient communication software. And I said, well, what do you mean they won't, you know, what do you mean they won't do it? Um, and I, and I, to me, that's a clear communication breakdown and, and it's a, um, it's a issue with, with leadership in, in the practice. And so I do think that, you know, every practice has to have a strong leader and has to be willing to set aside the time to talk to each team member. One of the things that Mary Beth and I always recommend, um, is that you meet with your team members individually often. And it's one of those things where we can't just expect human beings to be robots and show up to work with a smile on their face and do their jobs properly and then go home. People are human. You know, your employees are human beings with feelings and with, um, you know, career goals or they're having struggles or whatever the case is. And so if you're an assistant who wants to do more and um, you, you know, you're, maybe you feel a little bit, um, you know, you feel like things, um, you know, you're not reaching your, your abilities or your, um, you know, your full potential. I think that it's okay to, you know, request a meeting and to sit down and, and, you know, come prepared with some things that you 
that you want to address with that person. Um, I've certainly had people, you know, I try to meet with my team very often. I try to, you know, at least a quick 10 minutes with everyone, like at least once a week, just to do a little, how's it going? Is there anything you need for me? You know, I want them to feel that support. And unfortunately, a lot of places don't do that. And I think that's sad. I think you have to care for your team a little bit more than you care for the business. Um, because if you don't have the team, you can't have the business. Um, so on the other hand, there are plenty of assistants who don't want to do more. And that's kind of sad to me too, where they're, they're not willing to listen to, you know, a manager or a doctor or a coworker saying, Hey, can I help you with this? Or let's try to create this, you know, as a goal for you. And I think at the end of the day, you need a good leader who is willing to, um, to reach out to everyone on the team and you need people on the team who are receptive to, um, to talking and to giving feedback and, and working and you want them to, to want to work on new things as well. Sorry, did I go too much on a tangent? No, no, that's that's kind of what I do. (laughs) I, I think what happens is, is, you know, everybody wants to find, every employee wants to find their home, you know, a place where they're comfortable, a place where they're empowered, a place where somebody trusts them, um, and a place where they can grow, where where they can not only grow individually, but professionally and as a group. And I think when, you know, like Missy said, when you're meeting with your team members, and it doesn't have to be long, it you know, it doesn't have to take forever. But when you're meeting with them and listening to them, you build a more engaged, connected team. And when you do that, they want to do more. They, you know, they want to learn more. And when, when employees are given more responsibility and trusted more and empowered more, they're just more engaged and it builds for a great environment. And what the ultimate goal I think is, is to you know, hire well, train well, and retain who you've hired and trained. And everybody wants a happy environment. And when you provide the right tools and create those happy environments, who wants to leave? You know, and and it's funny you say that because one thing that I've, I've always told dentists during my years of dental economics was that team members really don't want to leave the practice. It's as much a pain for them, you know, to find somewhere new as it is for you to find someone new. Uh, so, you know, yeah, everything that you can do and, and, and obviously advising dental assistants that they have to take that leadership role in the practice and that happiness isn't going to just come to them. They have to work for that happiness as well. I think that's a very important point. Yes. And it, and they have to do their homework before. I mean, and it, and it even starts with an interview. You know, one of the things that Missy and I see a lot of and hear a lot of is ghosting on interviews. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's like, why would you burn a bridge before you even crossed it? You know, if you found another opportunity, that's awesome. But keep that level of professionalism and contact whoever you had this the reserved interview with and let them know, you know. Um, it, and they have to invest in knowing about the practice, you know, when, when you go into an interview, what do you know about that practice? What do you know about the doctor? Because those are the things that if you get the job, that information is going to help you actually in the job. And, and I will say, and, you know, we talked a little bit about this just before we started the podcast is the difference between school and real life. 
and mm-hmm. and you know how you've got to be prepared that you're not going to know everything going in that first day. And again, it's upon you to say, I don't get this. I don't understand. Help me understand. What do I need to know? And then finding those resources to make sure that you you can hit the ground running and you can improve your career and you can move forward. Right. And I think that there's there's a lot of, um, I think a lot of people think that their education ends when school ends. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, what you learn in school can really only be a fraction of what you need to know um, for your dental assisting job. And quite honestly, you can work at an office for 20 years and then move to a different office and be a little lost because I don't think anyone has ever stopped, ever stops learning or needing to know more. Mary Beth and myself included, we'll be the first ones to say that every day we're learning a ton of new things about everything that we didn't know. And together we've got like 40 years into this. Um, and I think it's important to be the kind of person who wants to learn. It makes me very sad when I see um, assistants and hygienists be a little defiant about learning new things or, or doing new things for the practice. Um, you know, the doctors are expected to do continuing education, you know, whatever their state law says. I know in Ohio, it's 40 hours of continuing education every two years. So if they're expected to learn new things, why shouldn't the rest of us be? Why shouldn't we always be working on our communication skills, our written skills, our hand skills. I mean, these are things that should be ongoing. And if there's one message I could send to dental assistants, it's that um, it I you should always be open to learning new things. And honestly, all of those things are great skills to list that, you, you know, great, that, that you can do that makes you very marketable. If I have 10 people in front of me and, you know, there's nine of them that can all do the same old, same old, but there's someone else that can offer me more than, you know, of course, who, who am I going to pick? I want someone that is not afraid to try new things, not afraid to learn. But once that, you know, you have that sort of negative attitude about, oh, I don't need to learn that, or I've been right. doing this for so long. I don't need to learn. I mean, that's just, that's just not good. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of the dental assistant who walks the trade show floor and tries out the, the CEREC and tries out the new yes. piece of technology. You know, even if it's not in their practice, it may be five years from now, or it could be in the new practice or in two years from now. Who knows? Right. Yeah, so Absolutely. So important. Absolutely. Uh, well, I know you guys, <clears throat> excuse me, and I teased this a little bit at the start. You all have such a great resource available for assistance, and I want to make sure that they know what that resource is as well as how to get a hold of it. Sure. it's uh, Missy and I have our um, dental assisting workbook it's called beyond spit sucking and we really strongly believe and we wrote this with the intent of bridging the fabulous clinical skills that they have with the soft skills that are really desired in a real world dental practice setting so that is called beyond spit sucking and that is through our company buckeye dental productions Yes, we what we did was we um, Mary Beth mentioned those soft skills. So it's not the, the this material isn't about, you know, how you hold suction or how you're retracting during procedure. It's not about that at all. It's all of the other things that she and I, as dental business owners, want our employees to be able to do for the business. Because, again, in order for us to to make it, you know, we have to do more than just 
showing up and suctioning for procedures. We have to have good communication skills. And also we've designed this to, to act as like a workbook. So you can open it up and it will go over a concept. Um, um, for example, um, just real quick, one of the things that is our favorite, one of our favorite things is something called the three positive, the three positive response rule. So it's a great communication tool for people. So if a patient says something to you, and a lot of times they ask the assistants and the other team members, but if they say something like, um, you know, does your office do Invisalign? Well, first of all, you need to know the answer to that. And there's also a place in the book that says, hey, let's go on a little scavenger hunt and find out what things this practice does. Because again, we're trying to help that person learn about that particular office. But anyway, if we said, um, if a patient said to you, uh, do you do Invisalign? Not only should that assistant know that answer, but they should be able to respond with three positive things about Invisalign to help build the value, express the value. Um, for many years, I would hear that phrase, express value to the patients. I had no idea what that meant. So when Mary Beth and I were writing the survival guide, we put all that stuff in there. We said, if you were gonna, you know, if we were walking into a brand new office, what are the things that we would need to know about this office? So we felt comfortable. We didn't want our, you know, I don't want my employees to not know how to answer something or to fumble their way through because I didn't teach them. I want to give them a book where they can work through, answer the questions. The book is a very, you know, it's an easy read. There's a ton of we call them assignments, but they take about two minutes to do. They're pretty easy, but it's a way for you to get to know that particular practice and how you can contribute to that practice's production. It's all the things we would want our employees to know in our in our own businesses. And where do they find it? You want to give them a website or what's a great way for them to uh, learn more? Sure. Um, you, that's oh, at, go ahead, Mary Beth. That's okay. That It's at BuckeyeDentalProductions.com. And then they can also find us on Facebook uh, through Buckeye Dental Productions, or they can look at the Dental Survival Guide Beyond Spit Sucking. We do have a dental assisting um, Facebook group that we try to stay active in. And then we also, as a thank you to you, Kevin, we have um, a code that your listeners can use to get 10% off. Awesome. Um, and that code is Ignite. There you go. We love that. Love uh, people who care about dental assistance and those who give them a deal as well. So uh, mm -hmm. certainly check this out. Uh, like I said, uh, I, I always enjoy working with people who have that same passion to elevate the role of the assistant. And some of the things we've talked about today have not only been just about elevating that role, but also reminding you the healthcare professional that you are. So, uh, Mary Beth and Missy, thank you so much for being on today. And, uh, you know, I know you and I, uh, we've all got some things uh, in the hopper, maybe, uh, moving forward this year. And so we'll, we'll see what we can do to help spread that word together. So really enjoyed this today. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you. Absolutely. And thank you to all of our listeners for joining us today. Just a reminder to all of you, you can find the Dental Assistant Nation podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Subscribe to us. Make sure that you get the latest uh, uh, episodes delivered straight to you. You'll never miss something because we're always trying to reach out to the industry and bring you uh, the best knowledge, the best guests the best advice because we believe working together, the dental assistant can be such a powerful force in the practice. 
So join us, IgniteDA.net, and always remember, together we rise. We're forcing the practice. So join us, IgniteDA.net.